0: Welcome to Flourishing Education, the podcast that provides you with conversations with experts and like-minded people who would like to see education turn into a flourishing environment for the well-being of all. So, are you ready? Let's start. hope you enjoy this session. So today I'm talking to Maria Kurlinen, um, and she's Head of Development Service Unit in the Education Division at, in the city of Helsinki, Finland, and I'm really delighted to have you with me today, so a very warm welcome.
1: Thank you very much. It's my pleasure to be with you and discuss about things that are really near to my heart and I'm enthusiastic in, in this and they make me to thrill how to build up future, successful future and sustainable future together.
0: Yes, wonderful. So I reached out to you because I read an article in the Independence about the amazing work you're currently doing in the city of Helsinki, leading um what I believe is a change in the curriculum for schools. So, um, do you want to tell us a bit more about that?
1: Yeah, thank you very much. Yes, indeed, a few years ago, uh, we had an curriculum reform considering uh, the basic education, uh, to- well, inclusively in, in the whole Finland. And in, in Helsinki, we already had uh, had discussions that, uh, very serious discussion, that what's worth learning and why, and what are the competencies needed for the future. And definitely we came to the conclusion that uh, instead of of having this kind of uh, isolated pieces of knowledge from different uh, subjects and and, and sciences, so we need more holistic approach, uh, approach that enables our children to to develop uh, uh, and to develop skills this kind of uh, uh, ho- holistic competencies and and this kind of cross disciplinary uh, thinking skills that are crucial when solving wicked problems we meet today and and in the future so we start this kind of discussion uh, pre- before the we entered into the curriculum re- renewal and it was very strong discussion in Helsinki but also nationally wide so there was uh, a big debate that what's school for the future what other skills and uh, and many people joined in to discuss and figure what the the picture for for the for our curriculum for next 10 years or so and currently we are in a fa- near in a phase of also implementing a new curriculum for the high school uh, education, and it's also holistic. Uh, it's emphasized this kind of holistic twenty uh, first or twenty second century skills. You could even say uh, we call them transversal skills. They are cross disciplinary, also in the in our upper secondary general education. Unique because it, it used to be very traditional
0: amazing so um what surprised me when i read the article about the changes is that finland already has you know like if you look at pisa and all of the reviews finland is always hailed as this amazing country with its amazing education system and you know your teachers are like highly qualified and and you know valued by the society and seen as an important part of of um of the system a little bit like we would treat our uh, here in the uk our lawyers and our doctors you know you you see your teachers as important so when i read the article i was like really i mean do they really need to change the curriculum given that they're already doing such a you know what feels to me as an educator in the uk you were already light years ahead of us. So why do you feel you need, we, we
1: need this change? Actually, that's the question that, that has been asked several times during the past years. And and the simple answer to this is that also everything we did in the past, it was good at it and it brought us to this point where we can celebrate our education and we can also see how valued our education is uh, in in our societies and the t- teachers profession is uh, is very valued and and it, young people really want to be teachers but uh, what was good for the past is not bringing us to the future and that's kind of the main idea that we can't uh, stop we can stop of course we must st- Every now and then, when we develop some things, we must stop and 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 breathe and aspirate and and enjoy what we have achieved. But uh, on the other hand, we have to have this kind of forward thinking. That what is the future? Thinking of our small kids, they will be in the labor market 2070 even 2080. So you can't just do business as usual if you if you are aiming to prepare them to the future. And that's not only for the individual's benefit, but also to our experience from the past uh, uh, school or educational reforms, we know by experience and also from the research uh, that education, it builds up society and societies. And if and as we want to be successful and we want to sustain in the future so we must invest in education and we really have to have this kind of looking forward that what is needed and the actions we do today will so the tomorrow's society will reflect these actions so they they will lead to the, to the future society so it's also for the benefit of of the whole society not only the individuals i love
0: that so All of my research is around what makes um, young people flourish at at university and about, um, you know, the the podcast is Flourishing Education because I believe that, you know, like like you, you said, this whole holistic approach, looking at the individual and looking at what makes one particular individual um, flourish might be slightly different from another individual Um, and I I couldn't agree more in terms of you know uh, we we need transformative learning for outstanding futures and and you know what you are doing sounds amazing so can you tell us a bit more you know like give us more because what I read from the article, and I link it in the podcast when I when I re- release it for you know our listeners, but it sounds to me like you're moving away from the notion of subjects, um, specific, so history, geography, that sort of thing, and really looking, for example, like at, you know let's let's take Europe as a subject, and then you would explore that in different aspects. Have I understood some of the changes? Right? Yes yes the core thing there is that uh, well uh,
1: we have I, I must say that that we have in our curriculum we have subjects and we have objectives for, for the subjects and 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 also uh, uh and also content but they are described not uh, what to learn but how to learn and that was the shift from our previous curriculum where we described that what you should learn what you should remember or, or know and now our our curriculum is uh, emphasizing how how do we learn and also or our objectives and and contents even if the, when they are written to a specific subject they are written in a way that it's describing the learning process and and of course also we are emphasizing the holistic um, Approach so this kind of uh, uh, subject-based or, or or science uh, subject uh, knowledge or uh, knowledge that come from different sciences it's still relevant but uh, the question is how do you learn and do you learn them in 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 kind of uh, isolated silos or or can the learner kind of cross uh, the uh, cross think and learn across the uh, the different principles and subject subjects and that's uh, that is our approach that uh, that in every school we have this kind of uh, d- wide uh, we call them phenomenon based learning or phenomenal learning uh, sessions where in inst- where the learners learn how to uh, solve the problem together using the different uh, thinking and uh, and research strategies coming from different subjects. So it's kind of, um, in, in a way, a hybrid learning that you have the objectives from the subjects and the knowledge that is based on the scien- sciences. It's it's crucial. You can't read without knowing the letters. So you, you need to know the la- different languages of different sciences that is subject in, in, in school. But then you need the ability to use in a re- flexible way, different approaches and thinking strategies uh, to solve the problem in the holistic uh, uh, kind of, uh, in a holistic entity or in a holistic approach. Uh, and, and that's uh, what, what we are doing in our schools. And, and as I said, uh, we have kind of given the title of phenomenal learning because it, it's a bit different uh, to, for example, learning by topics. A phenomenal learning is uh, to our understanding. Phenomenal learning means that it's uh, authentic so we, the pupils are using the authentic tools uh, of, uh, of professionals and, and they learn how to think like a professional and, 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 and then it's uh, authentic in a way that uh, an authentic and contextual in a way that uh, it, it's related to the r- real experiences of the pupils, so they are they are studying and and in, they have and and they they are researching and studying and solving problems that they are interested in. So phenomena they see around their own neighborhood and in in their in their own life and and in in that. In, in a way that they understand that what they learn at school it's related to, to their real life, uh, to their real life and real life phenomena. And, and they, they can see the connection so that, that school is not, the learning is not for school, but for understanding the life and uh, a neighborhood al- around you and when it's connected to their real life experiences, so it it, it, st- it makes sense and they know how to utilize that uh, uh, knowledge and these competencies that they gain through their learning process, how to utilize them them in their own li- uh, real life uh, uh, situations. And then then it's always uh, uh, it's inquirer-based. Uh, so th- uh, and it's um, all, always kind of uh, how could i say it's um, it's it emphasized the process instead of uh, instead of uh, the end product and i think that's a very important uh, aspect of phenomenal learning that uh, we are of course in the end the pupils they discuss their foundings and they share it with the each other but in the kind of traditional project work you are very concerned about the the end product and 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 make exhibitions but in phenomena based learning you are you are focusing on the learning process and and the role of the teacher is to make uh, the objectives vis- visible for the learner so that the learner know what they are supposed to learn and then they can reflect their own learning and uh, it's always uh, uh, emphasizing the participation and active role or, or agency and active role of the learner. so they are the active player from the uh, planning point up, up to the uh, evaluation uh, process and and then we have developed different tools for the teachers and the students how to implement this but this is kind of in a nutshell that real life phenomena that interest our children we It's cross-disciplinary, it really gives them this type of uh, uh, flexible uh, ability to think in a flexible way to find out uh, new solutions. And and as you mentioned, it's really transformative learning, learn to shape your environment to to better solutions and uh, in in a way that uh, that it's uh, it's for yours your your mates and the globe's well-being and sustainability
0: and it's 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 fantastic because it answers the you know so the agencies of giving responsibility for one's learning and explorations it's about motivation because if I'm interested in what T- the topic that i'm exploring and researching like you were saying it's about cro- you know collaboration and cross collaboration between different subjects so it's not making you know for example science and stem more special than arts and yeah. creativity um, you know and 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 so therefore i would imagine that the the, the response would be really positive because it's of really is that what you've seen in both your students and your teachers Yes,
1: uh, of course. Uh, the um, The change from tr- traditional way of teaching to this, uh, uh, it for the first graders, like uh, first and second graders, our te- our kind of pedagogical approach has been more or less uh, very holistic. For, uh, but then, the older you go, so more subject oriented it has been. So the change has been quite big, and and uh, not all the lessons uh, it depends we have schools who are who are arrange all the lessons according to this phenomenon based uh, approach but uh, uh, but at, at but all the schools and all the other other grades they are having this uh, at least twice a year this kind of uh, long term phenomenon based learning sessions and the results are good uh, when we ask for example when we have asked our pupils so uh, so there was one i think he was 10 or 11 year old and and he expressed it in a very lovely way he said said that you know that this new curriculum it's it's really cool because now it's up to us how to learn it's not the teacher telling but it's up to us how to learn and we really learn we really learn and we enjoy <laughs> and i think that that was incredible that no one could t- you, you know, teach him to say something like that, and I have learned, I have heard this type of uh, uh, reflections or feedback from the pupils that they they are really intri- they are they are really motivated. Someone has said that is it how do they learn if you uh, give the agency to the young ones? So so how 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 can you ensure that they learn and if they don't learn the things that they are they are supposed to learn? Okay, that's their. Uh, that's the task of the teacher to scaffold the learning, and and some pupils they need tighter scaffolds, and some one are more independent. So you the way, the amount of scaffolding that you are giving to each and every learner it varies. It's not, it's the not the very same formula, and it's a task of the teacher to to discuss uh, with the. Pupils about the objectives that what they are supposed to learn. It's not only kind of academic uh, or, or academics uh, objectives from the different subjects. It's also this kind of transversal skills like like you, you mentioned collaboration, taking responsibility of yourself and the others, uh, thinking of uh, how the sustainable development goals and and. And we have, we call them transversal skills and they are seven in number. And we have also kind of uh, described this type of uh, uh, holistic skills that must be learned and studied and and scaffold uh, 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 for the learners during the school years. And they are, all all of them are also included uh, in this, uh, when we have the subject, uh, objective for the subject and context, so there we have the discrisp- description: How do you promote, for example, collaboration or or critical thinking and or creativity? So things like that. So it's an it's a complex p- picture, and it requires new type of competencies also from the teacher, and uh, and some teachers uh, have been more ready. For this than the others, but but our task as uh, from the administration it has been to help the teachers to find uh, good ways of implementing this, and and we have developed together with our teachers. Our approach is that we always include teachers when we do some developmental work, even when we are writing. When we wrote the curriculum uh, the national level curriculum also the the local level curriculum teachers were involved from just from the field and and other stakeholders as well. but we include teachers, so they develop w- together with us uh, tools for their their colleagues and then they also kind of uh, make this type of peer uh, consultation and arrange workshop for the teachers so when a teacher who is really acting in the in the classrooms tells that this is working and you and this is how I've done, so it's very uh, in an effective way uh, when you tell from colleague to colleague, and that's something that we have been doing for years. That we have a group of teachers, we call them expert teachers, and they we have released time for them from teaching so they can also use some time, paid time. Uh, uh, to develop um, tools, practical tools for the t- teachers, how to implement these uh, uh, these things that are written in the curricula.
0: That is just, I mean, so fantastic to hear because you're implementing change, but you're not saying we know best and you're doing mm. this you're going in the classroom talking to the teachers the people who are going to be delivering these changes Um, and what I love and what I'm I I guess what I'm hearing when you're you're talking is that you don't consider your pupils as empty vessels that need to be filled but actually as whole individuals that are almost like you're just going to help develop and grow and develop the skills across the years so that they can be, um, you know, individuals that can contribute to their community, you know, either locally or or globally. Would you agree with with that? Yeah, definitely
1: they are not empty vessels. And and I think they're kind of one of the big mistakes we may do as educators is to underestimate the ability and competencies our Children are having. Uh, I have. I, I'm also. I have been teaching. I, I've been teaching in the real school, and I have. Well, my experience is from years, but but uh, I know how the school smells and sounds. And, and and even when I was teaching, so it always surprised me when you gave room to the children. How much, even the small ones from the primary, even if, how much do they? the level of their thinking and their understanding it's it's incredible and what we in the traditional school setting so what we tend to do is kind of um, making this kind of false uh, image that it's the teacher who knows and and please be quiet and listen and Mm -hmm. and uh, here is the right answer and actually when you flip the setting and when you uh, kind of emphasize agency of the pupils so it's it's really lovely things that you can see and 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 they they learn very quickly it, it's up to us how do we educate our kids if we for example as i said uh, previously that uh, to scaffold the learning it means that teacher makes the objective vis- visible to the learner so it does not mean that you do it year after year But you discuss with the pupils, you describe that, okay, this, we are doing this, so these are our objectives, and then you include them, you start to discuss and make the learning process transparent for the learner. And that's the way when they start to understand themselves what to do and what to do next. And thinking of, for example, pupils' assessment, so giving grades, sorry... (laughs) sorry, my colleagues and educators. Giving grades doesn't improve the learning, but giving feedback that, okay, discuss with the pupil. Okay, here are your strengths. Can you see? And they very quickly, they pick it. And what do you think? What are the next things to do? And help them to see that, okay, next, if you do this and this and this, so that's improving your learning. And to my experience, to, my, to our teachers' experience, that are very good in this kind of uh, uh, assessment process. So it's incredible! It's incredible how quickly even the small children learn to reflect uh, in, in a good way to reflect their learning. They understand that okay, here I'm. Here are my strengths. Okay, I, what what to do next? It, and well, we have developed also the tools in this type of portfolio learning, as we call it, and uh, to make the learning visible for the learner. And the younger they are, so more like, uh, they, they need very concrete like pictures and and, 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 and things that where they can see that, okay, I'm here and, and next, I said, I, I will do this. But just, uh, <laughs> I, I, I like to quote it, one learner, she was also something like 10, 11. And, and when she described we had an, an big ex- exhibition a few years ago and when she described me uh, with the help of her own uh, digital portfolio that what she has been what were her objectives how she had learned and and what she has found of and and, and understood her, uh, how she's learning and where, where her strengths are so I was i was I was just listening, and I was so amazed that this little girl can describe very precisely her own learning process it had the teacher had made it very visible for her, and he really didn't know, know what to do next but if you just give grades and well in Finland we give numbers, so you give seven that is kind of um and an, an eight seven is a a good performer so maybe a bit below so What does it tell to the learner? Okay, I'm seven, I'm C, I'm D. What does it mean, uh, tell? But if you open the learning process and and make the object visible and help the learner to see their own learning paths, that is really improving the learning and make it uh, deeper and better.
0: And you know what? It just feels like what you are doing is light years ahead of, of us. Because I think there's, I mean, I don't know whether whether you'll agree with that, but to me, it just feels that, um, and, and we as parents, we're part of a system, right? So the parents, the teachers, the young people, we're all part of this system, this schooling system. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're talking about the grades. It's 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 so ingrained in our social norms that the, you know the the, the grades. So you know for it for us in England, an A star pupil equals my son is or my daughter is so intelligent. um And also, you know the the the, the system you're implementing in health in Helsinki is actually so different from the system we have in place I- in the UK and in other parts. You know I'm from France originally and I'm back home. um of this very old schooling system that requires, you know, the sage sage on the stage that, like you were describing, has all the answers, rather than being the the guide on the side. Um, and to me, you know, we are still in a system that says, you know, your your grades define your level of intelligence. You you're an empty vessel that needs to be filled. Um, I'm, as a teacher, a sage on the stage, whereas what you're saying is, let's help these young people develop the skills they need for the future um, uh, to contribute to their society and their community. I'm not, as a teacher, I'm not a sage, I'm actually a guide on the side that just is going to help and support that learner, learn and explore their learning and find out where, where they need to develop their learning. So, you know, how do we bridge the gap? How do we even <laughs> come close to what
1: you're doing? If, I, I, I've always said that every journey starts with their first step, and of course, uh, um, we have our history and we've done many things. And also, I have experienced the time where the grades were really um, great. Of course, we we also give grades, but that's that's only a, a kind of narrow part of the assessment, so the focus is in the learning process. We started uh, to discuss this this, uh, seriously, I think in 1990s somewhere, we started to discuss about this new type of uh, assessment, but it really took time and and our legislation changed in the end of 1990s, uh, so we got a new legislation of pupils assessment uh, what has been kind of our benefit is that we have never had this type of uh, uh, national testing and ranking system. So we we don't have the history of uh, national tests. And then you you get in every grade uh, we have only one national test, and that is uh, if you choose. Uh, the upper secondary general education path after the, the basic education that or compulsory education that is from first to ninth grade. So, there we have after 12 years of uh, of learning, so we have a test we call it matriculation examination. And they are there's a constant discussion also how to improve and change that, uh, uh, that matriculation. Uh, test uh, so that it, it's not measuring something that you remember by heart but how you can implement the, the knowledge you have to, to the real life situation and 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 the real kind of intelligence is that uh, you can use the knowledge that you have gained you can use the the, the things that you know to kind of uh, come up with a new solutions or make this kind of uh, uh, um, well yes not only to put something on the paper but understand and and describe and and also to see the consequences in what what's happening here so what could be the next thing so so it's it's really a thinking skills using all the knowledge and and information that you you have gained gained to to maybe to even to create something new so it's a different approach i i, I must agree but but on the other hand I would very strongly recommend to think that in this frame, where you are uh, teaching. So, what could be the change towards more holistic approach? And it's uh, the the biggest change must happen in our educators' heads. So we start to think differently. So there's a lot you can see, you can do, even if there is. a, a different type of national education system so so the teachers can do a lot you 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 can you can flip the settings even if the for example the curriculum is not similar or near what mm. we are having on the other hand i I have seen beautiful examples all around the world uh, how the the governments have come to an a conclusion that we need to uh, we need to change our curriculum. This uh, type of learning is not uh, bringing us to the future, and it's not uh, equipping our children with the competencies they need in the future life, uh, in society, and working, la- working life, labor market. And I think these six months that we have, or more, even more uh, since March, this COVID spread suddenly all and and really broke our uh, our everyday routine so if not now so I I really hope that this is kind of the final moment that people do understand that the future that is ahead of us it's not it's nothing to the present or past that we have experienced and and if we think of our children's and our nation's future. So we should seriously think that what what school f- for what school for 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 the future. And if sometimes I've been playing with this uh, this idea that what if school should be invented today would be invented today from scratch if there has not been any ed- education and today we come up with the idea that we need an we need school to build up the future future of our uh, children and nations but now we are trapped to our history mm-hmm. and the, the processes that we are so used to do and 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 it's it's very strong <laughs> it's very strong tendency to uh, to continue business as usual in school, as you said, that it's not only the teacher, it's not the not only the pupils, but every person that uh, that are working in the school, every parent, all the stakeholders, they all have this kind of experience how the yeah. good schools should be functioning. And yeah. <laughs> but the, the only sad thing is that it's from the past. Yes. But we don't question this because it's our very deep experience that okay, this this is how schools should look and, uh, and 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 sound uh, and and this they, how they should be learning there.
0: Yes, and and I I so agree because I often say, you know, for me the current system as it stands, and this is not a criticism of my peers, you know, mm. are teachers and who you know choose to go into teaching because they love their. St- subject and to share their passion for the subject um it's just an inherited system that comes from you know the, the, the old empire and from the prussian time when what we wanted is we wanted obedient soldiers or people who would go and work in factories and not ask questions or work for the empire and read and write and you know do whatever you know nine till five and not ask questions, but we need our children to be, you were saying about earlier on about asking questions and that curiosity. Mm-hmm. I I personally think that if we keep telling our children there is one answer, there's universal answers, rather than conditional answers. It mm-hmm. could be this, it could be this or it could be this. Then the problem with universal answers is that they they suggest that there's a right answer and the wrong answer. Mm-hmm. And like you rightly, like you said, COVID shows us that there isn't a right answer, and that life throws things at us, mm. and and for our children. I mean, the job they'll be doing doesn't even exist, right? Yeah. Now, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes.
1: And 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 that's something that uh, no one should blame anyone. That oh, why did you did this? No. Why do this? No. Uh, so far, all the teachers all I have met, all the teachers, they love to teach. They want best for the children. So that's kind of the universal picture that uh, when we have chosen to, to be, or we, when we have choose and, and, and this profession. So it's for the love of uh, our children and, 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 and teachers really want to do the best. The, the thing is that uh, if, if we never stop and question. Okay, we did well. We we can tap our shoulder. We did well. N- nothing nothing wrong with that. But uh, uh, but we have to look forward. And uh, and and we ha- and also teachers they need encouragement. And and not only that. They that oh, okay. You should have this. You should have more holistic approach. And you should do A B C D. I've also seen the opinion in this kind of discussions where they say that okay it's coming top down and no one and really understand that why we are doing so the the approach from from down to top so that you start to discuss and work with the teachers you include even the teachers union and that's how we have been working first when you start when you take the first step thinking of a child who starts to learn to, to walk. So they don't succeed the first time. They they stand up, they, they take steps and then they fall and then they stand up again. And that's the way we when we are implementing something new, new. So to our experience, not we have also failed and we have learned from that. OK, probably we shouldn't be doing this. And And I have always told our teachers that failing is not dangerous if we never uh, try to do something new that we are not exactly um, sure what will be the end result. We jump without knowing where to land. So, so if we never take these steps, nothing is changing. We need to make this kind of bold steps to do something new, and in most cases, we land well. And and when we are, uh, when we ch- jump, we land well. So, uh, but. Uh, And and we are in a very safe environment because in in education, if you fail, you are not losing lives because it's just, okay, you do that. In surgery, it's a bit uh, more dangerous (laughs) to make very experimental surgeries, but in education field, it's not not, uh, dangerous. Uh, On the contrary, I think that our pupils should also have this kind of experience that they... Did try something together, and then they come to the conclusion together with the teacher, Okay, this was not working very well. Let's change it a bit because that's how life is. Mm-hmm. That's how that's how that this kind of flexibility uh, and and uh, and resiliency is something that is needed in the future. So mm-hmm. why do we keep that out of their experience when when they are at school?
0: Yes and so i've got one final question which is around you know you were talking about holistic the holistic approach to the to the young people so one of the things that we are seeing in the uk and this is true also in the states and other places is that there is a great increase in mental ill health and you know um Young people being more unhappy. So I don't know if you saw, but for example, in August, and that made me so sad. You know, we had um, headlines in the, the the British newspapers that said that the British teenagers are the most unhappy teenagers in Europe. Um, so, are you seeing a difference? You know, does your do you feel that the current system, the new system, is having a positive impact? On the well-being of
1: your students? I would say that yes uh, then and and why I'm saying this is that uh, well we have always been very concerned about the well-being uh, social and emotional and, and of course physical but specifically social and psychological and, and emotional well-being of our pupils that is uh, quite strongly rooted in our history for the past decades and and why we have we are so concerned about that and we make service how our kids are doing Uh, so is that the reason why we are so concerned is that we understand very deeply that well if there's no well-being there's no well-learning so well-being it is kind of the ultimate goal the well-being of our kids and and specifically social emotional well-being of our kids, it's kind of the ultimate goal and uh, to achieve that, it, so the most effective way is to emphasize the importance of agency and go agency of our kids. So they, as I said in the very beginning, that they are act, they have the active role, they are kind of uh, in charge of their own learning and, and they they feel that the, that life doesn't just happen to them but they can do ha- actions to to sh- in a way to shape their future and and that's a very and, and and it's an experience it's it's not something that you teach from the book you you have to order the pedagogical and uh, um, tools and approaches and implementation must kind of lean on that idea that how do I promote the pupils agency? How do I support? Some, some of the children, they are more strong, they are stronger. Mm-hmm. They have, we know that the background of the family is quite determining how the well-being of our kids, that's not a secret so to pay uh, a specific uh, attention to those that come from more demanding uh, environments to strengthen their skills to have this kind of true agency and and not only to do something for my best and my benefit but how to do it together how do we construct and and promote this kind of co-agency the collaboration uh, amongst the pupils and I think it, it's Quite uh, natural, natural that if you feel that uh, that you are kind of uh, that you know that I'm I'm here I'm good I'm accepted in this uh, society I'm member or I'm I'm included in this uh, this small society and, and bigger society so it it kind of automatically promotes your well being mm-hmm. and 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 happiness uh, to, to life because uh, things. As I said, think, things doesn't just happen to you, but you you have the active role. You are you are, you are driving your own. You are you are sitting in the driver's yeah. seat, not just yeah. trying to cope. So that's definitely, to our experience, something that it's uh, promoting the well-being and happiness of our pupils and also pupils' agency is the most uh, most I would say the most. Uh, um, impactful uh, tool to prevent exclusions and drop out
0: mm, so that. yeah feeling in control having. yes yes
1: and, 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 and yes the majority of the kids uh, uh, the great majority of the young ones wants to they want to succeed but if mm-hmm. they uh, don't have any um, kind of uh, if they all the experience they have is is about failing and being on the last and, and being pay, blamed and never ask how are you doing or what what would would you like to do and how would you do this? So of course they start to draw themselves from the school from the society and and that's a very uh, scary picture. Uh, and if, if our if our institution education institution ha- is is having this kind of impact, the like kids. So that's why we have to think of their agency, that they have the true feeling of being part of the school society, the class classroom society and the uh, surrounding society, to be included, to be part of us. And that's something we discuss a lot, how to and, and pay attention to those that are in the danger of dropping out. Mm, I
0: love that. You know what, I could speak to you forever. <laughs> uh, and I'm really grateful for your time. Um, I've got, you know, usually when I wrap up with, with, um, with the, the people I interview, I always ask them, you know, if, you, if there was one thing or two things that you would want to leave our listeners uh, with, you know, that they could take away from our conversations, what would it be?
1: Uh, absolutely for me. Uh, is something that that I'd like to leave uh, what we just kind of discussed in the end of our our interv- your interview or our interview, however you call it. So is the importance of having the the students, the children, the young ones in 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 the center to think of how to uh, promote and strengthen their their uh, experience of being full member of the, of the school or classroom society, how to promote their agency and how to kind of create learning environment that is holistic and meaningful, that makes sense to the learner, is connected to their real life experiences, make them to flourish in their own learning.
0: I love that. Yes, absolutely. And and that will take a different form depending on who they are as individuals yeah. as well.
1: Yes and, and, and to do that in a collaborative frame where they learn to work and interact and debate and and have dialogue with different people with different backgrounds, cultural, linguistic uh religious background to really to build this kind of social cohesion to be part of
0: us yes thank you so much it was de- a delight to speak to you and i could speak for forever um and if you allow me i might keep in touch with you because I would definitely
1: quite- definitely if that, that it, it was it was really uh I was, uh, I'm always kind of excited to talk about these things and to find someone that is I think is it, resonating or I think we resonated quite well yes. what, you, what, what you have been thinking and, and what, what I'm working with so it's, it's, it's very, it's, it's a good experience, it was a good experience so definitely ah. thank you.